we're going live again. Yeah. Mainly because our YouTube camera's dead. So there's no YouTube <laughs> episode this time. Well, I can still post it. It'll just be blank. It'll, just, mm. it'll just be blank. Yeah, it'll be like... Brian said, hi, guys. Hey, Brian. <laughs> hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. How's it going? <clears throat> An enormous amount of fun we're about to have. Oh, yeah. Uh, show before the show stuff. All right, so... This is this is coach shit, Brian. You can weigh in on this if you want to. Cause you you ran. Uh, I don't know if you ran my program, but you've definitely ran Nathan's, right? Yeah, at least you probably once ran twice. some. Uh, you probably. I mean, if you ran Nathan's, you ran mine. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're they're. Fun. I mean, it's not the exact same, but as early on, it was very very similar. All, all students of uh, of uh, Juggernaut or uh, RP mostly is. Yeah, I think that's probably where most of our program comes from, uh, and then experience with our own coaches now. Yeah. But I think at the root of it, it's still pretty much juggernaut, right? I'm just like, do you guys, do you believe, hey, what's up? Um, do you believe in programming movements to train people mentally? Not That's interesting. Not necessarily for complete crossover to powerlifting, but just basically to make somebody mentally stronger. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like... Yeah, so uh, me and you had a conversation about uh, front squats, mm -hmm. which I don't necessarily disagree with Dr. Mike because there's so much mental capacity that goes into a front squat mm -hmm. that and you should be expending some mental capacity on a back squat because it's a third of your sport if you're a power right. right? Like you should be actively thinking about doing it right, but but for whatever reason, front squats are are tough on you. Yeah. Okay. I've traditionally used front squats in programming for two reasons. One, because CNS load is obviously less. Yeah. Right. But also, I do believe it's a good postural building exercise. Yeah. That being said, as powerlifters, we have an SSB bar that we can use, mm -hmm. or we have high bar squats that we can use that are kind of yeah. roughly doing the same thing, even though the load would be heavier on an SSB mm -hmm. or, or a high bar. I started programming Zoe, uh, Joey uh, Zercher squats. I saw that. I saw he was doing Zercher. And uh, it's a little bit inspired by, by Anthony's programming because mm -hmm. I like what Tom Holland does so much. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, but also, like, Joey's not mentally weak by no means, so I'm not going to throw – I'm not throwing Joey under the bus. But Joey had – I don't know if you saw him in prep, but if I gave him a set of five, it took him two minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 I remember. So my hope with Zercher's was he would learn to get in and get out. Yeah, because, because you don't want to fucking there, hold that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you do not want to hold – yeah, two, three hundred pounds in your the in, crevices. In the crease of your bicep. Yeah. yeah. Like so I just I don't know where you were at on that because I think I think there's like some uh I think that there's some like power in it, honestly. Well, I mean also you you get basically all the things out of a front squat that you do out of a Zercher squat, right? Except for the the mobility thing isn't as much of an issue, but it will also build mental toughness just because yeah. it's so fucking hard. It, it tends to it tends to make people squat a little high too because your elbows do get in your way, you're right. a little bit. Um, that being said, Joey's depth's so good. Yeah, it's not not a huge issue. Yeah, it's not really like I mean, it's not like he's cutting a squat short like it would mm -hmm. count on every level of any fitness competition you can imagine. Right. It would still be deep enough. But still, I just didn't know where you were at on uh I miss Tammy joined too. Um I didn't know where you were at on uh training things for mental reasons and not necessarily I mean <clears throat> I think if there's a need for it, as I think I think with all things training where there's a need for things, that's when you should implement things. And everything right? works until it doesn't. Exactly. So, like, 
if mentally like you have somebody who like isn't tough like can't grind through shit like you have you have a few options like uh joe sullivan's preference is the the 30 seconds into a heavy set of five to ten on a machine because that teaches you how to grind you have to develop an amount of mental toughness to be able to continue pushing right but you also don't have the worry of if you're doing a compound movement with a barbell like failing it and like dropping it or whatever you can just like with a machine you can just let it risk. yeah you can yeah. just let it reset and sit there and rest and be like okay i gotta get like two more and you just gotta wait it out sure kind of like a mile rep if you have to but sure yeah i mean that makes sense i think so i think that to say that every coach has something that they're yeah yeah i mean brandon's was those monthly am reps mm -hmm. and you knew they were going to be 20 pounds heavier than everything you touched previously in the month and he expected you to do as good or better yep. than you did on your program sets. Like, hi mom. Hey mom. <laughs> We've never formally met and we're meeting on Instagram. Actually uh, you, you did meet, I her, did meet her at the, at, at the mock, at the mock meet. meet. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's My been mom, a long dad, time. brother and his wife were all yep. there. That was a long time ago. I remember you. Uh, I remember your dad because you, your dad <laughs> and your brother are all like they're You're like, uh, the exact same person. Y'all yeah. <laughs> all look so much alike. Mm -hmm. Y'all are like different dimensions of each other. Yeah, <laughs> pretty like, much. It's pretty pretty much. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, I didn't know where you were at on that. So yeah, I, but I think that there's probably some power in it. No, I definitely agree. I I think that's smart. Um, it's not 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 too different than like the twenty. Like I said, I think me and you are. I don't know if I am, but I know that you are definitely past the ability. Because you're so much stronger now for like a 20 rep squat program to really work out long term for you. Yeah. But like, think about what that did to you mentally. Yeah, no, like if I you mean, you can do anything for a set of 20, like the next time you retest a one rep max, it's like, eh, at yeah. least it's not 20. Yeah, at least it's not 20. <laughs> at least I'm not like 15 deep and like my muscles are torn apart and I really don't feel like I can move anymore. And like every rep is shaky and terrible. It does make you feel as though uh, you can do anything. Yeah. One time if you've trained sets of 20 on anything. I tell you what was underrated on squats and milk, though, is how tough the bench press gets about three or four weeks. Yeah, because you've got to do two sets of 12, right? Two sets of 12 is rough when you, you know, you start out, even with us, bench press 400 pounds. Like, if you start out with 225 in three weeks' time, that's pretty rough. You know, you know what I mean? That's 225 mean. wouldn't be too bad. Well, that's 15 think. pounds a week. So, I mean, you're just 40, it's a 45-pound jump. So, me and you are both, we both casually press. Yeah. 265, 275 for an easy set. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy set of 12 for both of us right now. Yeah. But even if we started out at 250. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, when you get middle of the pack for like, you know, that's starting to get pretty. You're probably not, you're probably not taking two minutes rest in between sets. You're probably going to like get up and shake it off and yeah. wander around the gym for a minute before you, before you revisit it. Yeah. Like, for sure. Two, two by 15 on, on RDLs is pretty. It's pretty gross. Yeah, there's there's like, I don't know. I think that there's a case for training pe people mentally as well as physically. Mm -hmm. And I think certain movements do that better than others. Yeah. Because you can't really just put, we know you can't really just put somebody's nuts on the chopping block on a heavy squat or a heavy deadlift or a heavy bench every time they go in the fucking gym. Mm -hmm. And like me and you, for the most part, like a one and a half to two times a week frequency on mm -hmm. most lifts, probably with the exception of deadlift. Yeah. Me and you are pretty one to one and a half on on deadlifts in general. Like I do an RDL and then a regular deadlift, yeah. but I don't do two major variations of deadlift yeah. anymore. I like, do I do conventional I do comp deadlift and uh dumbbell RDLs right now and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean like, I, I can't 
you know, most of us have deadlift pretty good. We we probably aren't recovering from yeah one and a half plus times frequency on yeah on deadlift. It, it gets hard. It, men, it like mentally you may get to the point you may not recover from it on squat for too much longer. We'll see. Squats squats are just rough in general right now. Brian yes, had sir. a few things to say I can't see from here. Like the EMOM, yeah, every minute on the minute's a good example of that. Like those can suck. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you though. I use EMOM on people's undulated weeks where it's not mm -hmm. very heavy weight. Yeah. So like for me, like even even Ron did that for me, right? Like so, um, so like uh, it doesn't matter that I'm a 600 pound deadlifter. My EMOM was like singles and doubles at like 315 mm -hmm. for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which I mean, it definitely accumulates some fatigue, but it was really about setting up, setting up well, and mm -hmm. basically just repetition and practice of the actual move. Yep. You know what I mean? That was, that was more what it was about. That's how I use an EMOM. I don't know how Nathan used them for you, but I bet that it's probably not dissimilar. It was probably a lighter. It, yeah, it was a lighter, a lighter lift, lift yeah. um, probably two to three reps. Yeah. Like at most. Right now, especially with uh, some of the stronger people, I'll do like one every 90 seconds, like six sets of yeah. one, 90 second rest. I'll do a lot of that. Yeah, I know that we restart six sets mm. of two, 90 seconds rest, I think, this week. Probably. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a good example of that. That's a really good example of mm -hmm. that. Um, for those that are listening on Spotify that don't know, we are on Instagram Live. That's yeah, why we're, we're on Instagram Live. We're answering questions um, to some extent. Mm -hmm. But, um, and it is the show before the show, but that's something that came into my mind when I was, I really programmed, when I initially programmed the Zercher for Joey, they what they weren't really going to be, they weren't really meant to be like a mental challenge. But I realized that they are pretty tough. They really mm -hmm. were there for postural and core reasons, you know right? What I mean? uh, and the fact that again, the guy's squatting pretty heavy, he's probably not going to absorb a bunch of heavy fucking back squats multiple yep. times a week. So, and he's a really good squatter. So, mm -hmm. as evident by his, if anybody saw his Zercher squats, those are pretty. That's pretty heavy. It's yeah. not Anthony level yet, but like, it's, it's pretty. It's it's a pretty heavy zercher. Yeah, three twenty five I mean, for three is is pretty. I big. don't know that I can do that right now. I don't think I could. I mean, I don't know. That's one of those things. Like, it's an avenue that I'd be interested in exploring. But spoilers for those who I haven't talked to about it. Maybe doing nationals this year. Don't know yet. So there's probably not a lot of reasons for for Nathan <laughs> to be doing weird shit out of out of yeah. pocket or. Even in pocket, there's not a lot of reasons for yeah. programming it. I mean, right now, I still I still have the same plan right now, just to get to 260, sit there for about a month, come back down to 230, get back up to 240, 250, see what my composition looks like. Uh, but just like nationals is interesting. I've never. What's the plan for coaching? You going to do it yourself? Or you going back to Joe for nationals? Um, I don't know yet. I actually messaged Joe. Um, just out of the blue, uh, and I was like, hey, what do you think about me doing nationals? Because I just wanted, like, his opinion, because he's done a shit ton of meets, so I'm like, I know going in, I won't win, right? Yeah. There's 1,900-pound totals at the 242 class going into nationals. I know I'm not going to get there, but is it worth it for me to go as the experience? Yeah. Or knowing that, like, well knowing that I probably won't even podium, Right. Knowing good and well, I'll probably be somewhere in the middle of the pack. Is it worth it to go for the experience or should I just continue to work on my total, work on my composition, work on my overall strength and then 2025 do another local meet, qualify for nationals again and then try again then? Yeah. He never responded. I don't know if he read it, looked at it. I don't know. So but I'd be interested on his opinion just because he's done so many events. If it's worth it to go 
for the experience or if it's worth it to wait a little bit. I feel like I can confidently say I know what some of my coaches would say, and that would be to to go to go. Yeah, I feel like most people are going to say that. I feel like most yeah, people are going to say just go and and. I think Ron would it. tell us to go. I think I think if I you know if I were still with Brandon, he would tell us to go. Um, fuck, even I uh, didn't like him, and it was a terrible experience. I think even Izzy would have told me to go. Yeah, you know, you know, if you if you could go, I think you should go. And you know, iron sharpens iron. It'll give you a better idea. Being there that weekend, I can, me and you've already discussed it. I'll probably be there handling you if you go. Um, might be coaching pick, me too. We get to people. We get. We yeah. might, might be. Uh, I might. You know, we get to pick other people's brain about right about what things. they're doing, what things that you know. That's that's pretty invaluable experience. That's true. And just like um, you know, I gave Ron a lot of credit about his meet day capacity. Well, when you get to nationals, there's going to be a lot of us there that have a lot of meet day prowess and a lot of meet mm-hmm. day capacity, and there's it stands to learn. Not just like programming wise, what these other lifters are doing, but I mean, it stands stands to reason we can learn a lot from a strategy standpoint and a planning standpoint and stuff mm-hmm. like that going into meet day. Um, I would kind of like to see what you know some of these guys at a guys national do. level. Are doing. I would like to see what some of these co- uh, coaches are doing for their women at this level because um, we kind of discussed Heather's meet day uh, with Ron a little bit. Um, I kind of bungled her attempt selection. You know, it was agreed upon between me and I can't really say that because it, it was stuff that was agreed upon between me and Heather. But Heather wins her weight class and open if if uh, if I make a couple of decisions that I didn't make. So I would like to know what other people are doing. Tammy said something there. Uh, she said, "Go." I did Nats in twenty twenty one. The experience, I, I believe her. I mean, yeah, I believe. You know, I mean, I, I have to say that. I mean, she's one of the she's one of the better lady lifters in the state, mm-hmm. probably in the nation right now. And I think if she says go, we probably need to go. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you convinced me. Yeah, one yeah, person yeah, said yeah. go. That's, no, uh, I mean, like... that's, uh, no, I mean, but she's just, she's done enough that she knows, man. Yeah. Knows that she did, she does that big meet in Florida with Ron. I think mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, and she's done nationals and stuff. So, I mean, I think we need to listen to people that uh, we need to listen to people that know better, and she's definitely yeah. one of those people. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? for sure, so for sure. We appreciate that, Tammy. Absolutely. For sure. But I guess we need to get into the show. You want to talk yep. about what we're drinking? Yeah. Um, so I made a, we're going to call it, because it's completely off-the-cuff recipe. We're going to call this a, uh, hmm, what are we going to call this? I mean, it's basically <laughs> like a watermelon Jolly Rancher drink. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's got a little bit of grenadine in it, a little bit of simple syrup, some salted watermelon, uh, old, uh, old smoky, old smoky whiskey. Yep, yep. absolutely. And uh, I did put a little bit of orange bitters in it. Uh, I learned the hard way with this watermelon whiskey that lime, yeah, uh, kind of kills the flavor. It, it kills the saltiness, especially, so that doesn't come through. This is a really, really good drink. Um, me and Nathan are probably both going into prep this year. Um, so we don't know how many more of these we're going to have because we would really like to both be in good habits and quit drinking while we're in prep because I never do anything right when I'm in prep. <laughs> so, so, so Mark one thing right. Mark one know? thing right. I would like to quit drinking during prep from now on. So, But we're not in prep right now, so enjoy I'm... your Jolly Rancher watermelon <laughs> old-fashioned thing that I created. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. And, like, I'm bulking anyway, so I can – I can pretty much just tank food right now. Just whatever, whatever puts weight on is really what I'm going for. So. Yeah, you know, I need to quit too because I do start a performance enhancing dose next week, and I don't mm-hmm. need to be so hard on my liver. But it is what it is. Yeah, I'll finally be on. Or well, today was finally getting back on a TRT dose. My insurance fucked me, so oh, I have really? three hundred dollars worth of prescriptions I have to pick up that won't be covered now. Damn, it's wow. all my ancillary drugs too, so I have to. 
There's no way I can. If it was the if it was the test, I would just buy underground right test. Why? Wouldn't why did? Problem. What did they do? Something about the fucking new year. I was like, well, it's got to be a new insurance card, right? So I took them a new insurance card, and they're like, no, it's still not covering. And then we discovered that it's Sandy's. Um, Sandy's on maternity leave, so she had two things. She had to take maternity leave, and then she had to take long-term disability. Right. Well, the long-term disability messed with her benefits, and now you know, I get to spend $300 on my ancillary drugs. And those are things that, that's blood pressure medicine, that's my estrogen blocker. Those are things yeah. that I really can't. Can't not. I pay. can go without the test before I can go without these things. Yeah. You know? So it is what it is. That does suck. But insurance is out there to make their money, so they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna pay. Make their fucking money. Yeah, yep. They're not gonna pay yeah, for absolutely. whatever they don't have to. That's why That's I'm having all these issues. Yep. That sucks. Go get your blood work done, folks. <laughs> go get that all. We say that every week. Yeah, pretty every much. Week we say that. Go get your blood work done. Uh, show before the show is done. So what do we need to get into now? The intro. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Step It Rip It. Um, <laughs> Ten minutes. I'm in. Zach. He's Nathan. Um, you can follow me at Pullman underscore Barbell. Um, you can follow him at Nathan Skedios. You can follow both of us at Sip It and Rip It. Mm-hmm. Rate us five stars on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Watch us on YouTube. Although we will not have a YouTube. Well, I'm, we won't have video content for this YouTube episode. Yeah. He'll probably still post the episode, the audio only. Yeah. Uh, but the camera's down today. Um, just is what it is. Part of it. Um, my my complete idiocy of just not turning off the camera after I was done using it. That's literally all it was. Shit happens. We didn't want to wait. We didn't want to spend 20 minutes waiting on it, to be honest with you, the yeah. charge. So there was a little bit of laziness factor that went into us not having a video <laughs> today. But that's part of the reason why we're on Instagram Live. And besides, this is a lot of fun anyway. We like yeah. doing it this way. So um, people will come and go like they did last time, and that's okay. But yeah. uh, but it's fun. So uh, what's first up on the gym this week? Is that what's first? We can do that, yeah. Uh, well, what did you do in the gym this week? <laughs> Man, like not much because I was still feeling like crap. Um, obviously, and when Ron was on, um, I was still had like a little bit before like my my test came like went away completely back down to ninety one or whatever it was. I I don't have the results, but I'm sure it was down in the nineties or low hundreds or something like that. But so I felt pretty bad. Um, the deadlifts went really well. I was surprised. Um, I only went three days this week because I just felt bad, but deadlifts went well. I think it was 475 for six sets of two and, uh, beltless. I don't remember if I used chalk. I don't think I did because I was looking at my hands a lot afterwards. Cause like, damn, my hands hurt like tearing <laughs> my hands up. Cause that deadlift bar is sharp, but, uh, yeah, that went good. Posturally, um, very sound. I was extremely happy with that. Cause that's been my whole goal. Um, ever since I I've been with Joe is just to get my posture better on deadlifts. And um, I even tagged him and I was like, he's the reason why my deadlifts look as good as they do now. And he shared it, which was yeah, cool. You got the repost. Yeah. yeah cool. Even though, even though I'm not co- coached by him anymore. Um, so that's really cool. I've actually, and I said that with Ron last episode, but we, we have some back and forth occasionally just talking, which is really cool. Um, and I would like to have him coach me again at some point. Um, I don't know when or what for, but uh, I would like to. It's expensive to keep you around coaching. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, we have families we just started. So right now um, it's it's diapers over coaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diapers are expensive. Diapers are expensive. Um, and then we're looking at buying a house. So yeah, like that's even more. Yeah, like, so I mean, I've even like offloaded some music equipment that I said I'd never get rid of because, you know, I'm just looking to get ahead on bills and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. 
I know for a fact that when me and you were done with my off season, that I'm likely going to go back to run. Um, that being said, I mean, coach, like I said, coach is just expensive. Yeah. I think, you know, if I, I'm, I'm a long way away from having an opportunity at nationals, but if I had an opportunity at nationals, I think I would hire a coach. That's yeah. my, that's my two cents. For and sure. I'd probably hire somebody that wasn't me, Well, <laughs> you know, not to say that, you know, obviously I've done that. I've done that now. I can say I've, I've had people at nationals in it and at worlds mm -hmm. and a gold and a silver from both. But, um, ironically, I got a silver at national, we got a silver at nationals and, and gold, at gold at worlds. But that was, uh, the benefit, uh, the, the, I was the benefactor of, uh, of, uh, Dave aging up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for, for the, for the gold at worlds. So it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I would, I'd hire somebody, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. I don't, sure. I don't think that, uh, I, I don't think I'd want to do it myself regardless, just because of the mental stress that comes with there's something incredible as coaches. Cause me and you both coach people. And obviously I have, you know, 30, I don't think you have 30 no. yet. And I, can, I think I can say that confidently. Not that I, I hope that you do one day, but, uh, there is something nice when you're when you have thirty people that you're managing to not have to manage yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, we didn't ask Ron last week what his workload was, but I can imagine it's probably thirty plus as well. Oh yeah, for sure. If I got thirty, he's probably got sixty. Yeah. Realistically, I mean, uh, I don't know that to be true uh, for sure, but you know, I can imagine whatever I got, he's got more. Yeah. Um. Even you know, even he has a coach now. The best coaches always have. Uh, they always have coaches. Yeah. Brandon was coached by Chad Wesley Smith mm -hmm. when I had when I had Brandon. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you've seen me have two or three different coaches yep. in the time you know me and you've been together. Uh, it is what it is. I just think that uh, mental strain alone is worth having a coach. Yeah. For. Even if you know everything there is to know about yourself, it's still easier to go with somebody else's yeah. program at the end of the day. It's easier to and it's honestly easier to get up and work for somebody else. Yeah, it really is. Because I'm I'm less I'm much more likely to question a plan if I've written the plan. Right. Yeah. Like if Ron hands me a plan or if you hand me a plan, like we're just going to execute the plan and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like if we have issues with it, we can talk. But mm -hmm. like day to day, I'm just executing the plan. Yeah. Like if I write it, I'm like fuck. Maybe I should have changed this out or done this. Maybe I needed this. Maybe I needed that and. Like with somebody else, it's just like, well, this is what I think you need. This is what we're getting after. Mm -hmm. You either trust me or you don't, but here's yeah. the plan. You, right. know, you know what I mean? And it's a little bit easier like that. So. And you can also just fire people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I've not had anybody, well, the first maybe, but um, you know, between Brandon and Ron, I don't know. If yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, but like you do have that option, yeah. right? If it's just like it's not Brandon's going was well. purely a monetary decision that, yeah. that at the time. Mm -hmm. um. I remember that because you hated letting them go. Because yeah, I, was, I like had like serious depression over that for a little while. Yeah. I mean, that's somebody. I think anything. It's like it's almost like having a client when you talk to somebody every day about everything. Mm -hmm. Like, because I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these, I'm like this. A lot of these coaches, like, they want to know what your food looks like, what your sleep looks like, what your top set looked like, what your last set mm -hmm. looked like, like. Is this accessory movement working out for you? Are you hurting? Are you that? So I mean, like, you do basically end up talking to these people. Four or five days a week, mm -hmm. nearly all day. It might yeah. just be back and forth as they can get to it messages. But I mean, you know, so I mean, it's easy to develop a relationship with somebody when you're when you're around them four or five yeah. days a week. I'm around my coaches sometimes, or communicating with my coaches sometimes more often. Than I'm communicating with family. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it sucks to get rid of a good one. You know yeah, I mean? for, for sure. Any, for any for any reason, 
But, you know, me and you are good enough in off-season stuff now that I th- I'm confident in handling each other's off-season stuff. And then when it time comes, you know, when we get 16 weeks out and it's time to hire mm-hmm. a coach for prep, that's a, that's a little bit more, you know. Yeah. just Four like, months at a time is a little bit more affordable for me at the moment. Yeah, than 12 um, than all 12. year round. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. when, when, you, when you get a good coach, too, you're maybe talking about a car payment a month. Yeah. So, I mean, like, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for sure. I but mean, we've encouraged everybody to, uh, that's – listen to the show to go get a coach because yep. it's the best thing you can do for yourself but absolutely um you know everything within reason my uh gym week was good it was uh i was coming off of a sickness my whole household including the dog got hit by a stomach virus um if you didn't know you can spread a stomach virus to your dog uh, depending on what the virus is um so i only hit two of five the week before we yeah. talked about that with ron on uh, those were good days, and then this week was deload week, which I probably needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a lot of this week was me and you figuring out what box squats are going to look like moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what how I spent my squat day. Um, bench press was what it was. I mean, it was like two sets of two sets of six or eight. At, yeah, at nothing like two seventy five. I think it was like two twenty five. Two twenty five. I had a little heavier squat yesterday. Um, Paul squats at 325, but again, that's below average weight for either yeah. one of us. So I mean, it wasn't like it was really tough or anything yeah. like that. But it was a good productive week, and it felt good to get back in the groove. Mm-hmm. And then with the accessory work, um, for better or for worse, but because I missed the last week, I, I did hit accessories a little harder than I normally would on, on a deload week. Just because I wanted to fucking pump, just because I wanted to feel like a human again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, But I mean... Nothing that made me sore or miserable or anything like that. So, I mean, it was it was a productive week in the sense that I got back in the groove a little bit. Right. And tomorrow, shit hits the fan for, for me and you programming a lot. Yep. So, pretty happy about that. It'll be fun, I think. What's up, Aaron? But, uh, I don't know. That's it. You got uh, PR songs? I do not because my phone's over here and <laughs> we're... we're Instagram live in it, so right, yeah, I've got a few. Um, I'll just go. I'll go with two if you, unless you got one on top of your head that you. No, I don't remember the. Uh, I do have one. I don't remember the name of the song though. Um, it was a single by the band God Hand. It was fucking awesome. God. Listen to God Hand. I, I know of that name. A little deathcore, probably leaning a little bit more hardcore than than death metal, but uh, good fucking band. Yeah. Does Shiva have a song that's called God Hand? They may, yeah. I but think this, so. the name of the band is God yeah. Hand. Yep. Uh, Listen to God Hand. That's awesome. probably where I was I was thinking of. Um I like a lot of a lot of deathcore, so that's that's gonna be my intro intro entry. Blah. God. That's gonna be my entry to you is Hollow by Within the Ruins. It's really fucking you, good. You put some within the ruins Man, in the playlist, boy. I get on like stints, okay? Like I'll just listen. Just admit you're they're your favorite band. They're not my favorite band, um, but they are like up there. I do listen to them a lot, uh, especially lately. Like I'm really, I'm really bad about like getting on a kick and I'll listen to a certain band and a bunch of their songs and I'll listen to them repeatedly. And then like, I'll, I'll swap to another band and I'll listen to a lot of their songs repeatedly, just back and forth, stuff like that. What always stays in rotation though, pretty much every time I'm in the gym is like as I lay dying or something with Tim Lambesis in it. Pyrithian. Um, stays in rotation for me is the Acacia Strain and the Lamb yeah. of God. Yep. I could probably sit here every week. I could come in here and say a new, a, a different Acacia Strain song for my, for my PR songs. Mm-hmm. And can probably do the same thing with Lamb of God. They both um, have a lot of really good songs. I will say this. The pace 
especially like their acacia strength tends to be a more medium pace most of the time and a little bit slower slower pace yeah lamb of god i like that stuff better for squats and deadlift mm -hmm. i want something really thrashy and really fast for bench press that's fair so i, I tend to lean a little bit more lamb of god-esque things Listen, a lot of my thrash then, so my old Metallica, my old Megadeth mm -hmm. comes on bench press days a lot of the time. Um, other bands like Guilt Trips, shit like that, like newer thrash stuff, mm -hmm. um, that comes on bench press days. Did you ever listen to Sanctity? I did not listen to Sanctity. They're very much like, they came out in like the, the early or mid 2000s, I think mid 2000s. Only ever had one record, but they were a very like new thrash metal band. And I really liked them. And their lead singer left the band, and they just fell apart after that. So there's only one record by them that it's, I really like. It's liked all it. clean singing, so I know you don't like them, but I really listen to I like a lot of I'm Abomination on Bench yeah. Day, too. I listen to the shit out of them. They have lyrics that resonate with me because I like anything that's over-the-top blasphemous. <laughs> anything talking about, you know, destroying God, killing God. Fair. <laughs> like, Fair. Like it's all, all pretty. Which, by the way, Deicide has a new single. If you like, oh, yeah? if you like that brand of death, if like real death metal, like Deicide's cool. But, um, Deicide is cool. I'm trying to think about anything else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely put those those two bands on the, on the list every day, probably. Yeah. Really, really, really fucking boring playlist. <laughs> it's just like discography of Lamb of God and Acacia Strange just like all the way down. Yeah, you know, those two bands really couldn't be any more different either. No, they're very different. Like, Other than being in the metal genre. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. I mean, there's a lot of rap I could put on every day. I could probably put on... Do, it's more accessory work stuff, but I would probably put a Mac Miller song on every day for the rest yeah. of the time we were... Or, yeah, we did this show. And then I could I could absolutely do that with a Wu-Tang Clan. I put, yeah. I put well, it was a... It was, um, one of their solo records, but you know, I put a Wu Tang song on last week, so mm -hmm. like I could do that. Same thing with like Jay Z's Black album. That whole album's fucking awesome. We could do that. I mean, I don't just listen to metal. <laughs> it just, it's it's just you know preference. Makes, it's a preference, and it definitely makes my heart beat. You know what I mean? It's yeah, definitely part of who I am for sure. I mean, in the gym too, it's like you want something that's gonna be a little. A little more I'll listen to that shit going down the road. I'll listen to it. <laughs> like me and my kid listen to it together yeah. when, when I'm like reading her books and stuff. Like <laughs> it is a lifestyle, but I mean I listen to a lot of other shit. Yeah. I mean it is what it is, but boring y'all to death. Talking about let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. We're talking yeah. about New Year's resolutions a yep. week, a week late, a week late. But we had Ron last week, so it's yeah, like... Ron, Ron definitely took precedence over that. We yeah. should have talked to him about this. To be honest with you, we need yeah. to have him on again. Yeah. Um, just have to hit him up, schedule it, yeah, make it happen. Absolutely. It probably won't be, a, probably he'll probably be really busy up until after the Mavericks. So I can imagine, yeah. Um, actually, getting him in January, like last week, two months before the Maverick, probably pretty. Well, you know, they're hosting uh, the state championships or whatever in Hoover or whatever this year. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think he mentioned that to us. So I think he's going to be a busy man in 2024. Mm -hmm. Got his own prep to take care of. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff happening down there, and it's really, really cool. I, I hate to say, I think this will be the first time I miss the Maverick, but I have nobody competing in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might go down as a spectator, but right. uh, this will be the first time as a coach. Yeah, since they've been doing it, I won't be down there. So it's just the way it lands versus Ultimate Warrior. I have a ton of people doing yeah. Ultimate Warrior. It's closer to that's probably a big appeal for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Everybody wants to, it seems like a lot of my people, well, I had a lot of people compete at the end of the year, so we're pushing a lot of things out to like mm -hmm. mid-year and later in the year. Yeah. So just is what it is. Doing a lot of things like 
April on into the end of the year, unless January, February, March, like we normally do. Right. So just kind of, it's, it's just kind of the way it landed. But uh, I don't know. Maybe down there's a spectator. Maybe handling somebody. I don't know what. But definitely not there to coach or right or participate. Yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. So, do you have any uh, any New Year's resolutions? Are you a part of that crowd? Um, I am not. I feel like as fitness professionals, we always have something we need to be resolute about. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I mean? Like, like, I definitely have a lot of things I can fix. Uh, me and Sandy talked again today about about my diet. I am on a. I am supposed to be on a medication that helps me with it, and if I'm taking that medication, it helps tremendously. Um, if anybody struggles with uh, eating dis- disordered eating, I very much recommend Contrave. Um, it is half Wellbutrin and half uh, naltrexone. Uh, that that particular drug is made for alcoholics. It's basically a dopamine receptor blocker, blocker, so you don't get pleasure from overeating or from drinking or from smoking or from whatever your vice may be. It kind of shuts that vice down. Hmm. Not to say that you won't do it, but you don't crave it or rely on it mentally anymore. Right. So as long as I'm taking that medication, it's very easy for me to stay on a macro-based, super healthy diet, right? right? My problem has been breakfast is really, really hard. Anybody that's ever ate out for breakfast knows that there's very few healthy breakfast yeah. options. I have to eat out a lot for breakfast. So my excuse became, well, I'm going to go eat whatever breakfast I want, and I'll take it at lunch with a low-fat lunch, because you have to take it with a low-fat meal. You can't right. take it with – it's poisonous if you take it with a high-fat meal. Okay. So, like, I was pushed – I started pushing it off to lunchtime. And of course, pushing it off to lunchtime turned into – not taking it at all. Right. So I need to be back in that habit. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I have small goals for myself all the time, but I don't think the year, I don't think the new year means a, a damn thing to me. No, I agree. Like <laughs> I've, I've always been of this mindset. Anytime somebody came up to me, was like, Oh, you got a new year's resolution. I'm like, no, because I set goals for myself when the need arises. Right. So like I, I have long-term goals that are just like always there. Right. Continue improving like in whatever it may be. But I don't believe in just like, especially like there's a lot of people who like die, like eat, uh, like eat like shit through the holidays, like just like stuffing themselves in wherever like, okay, well, you know, January is New Year. So I'm going to do all this bad shit right now. And then in January, we will worry about losing that 20 pounds. Right. Instead of just like, well, if I just like scale back a little bit right now, I can just control myself a little bit right now then i'll probably not be so bad off in january what's funny about that is it exists and like you basically have i understand christmas typically doesn't always happen on christmas eve and christmas day for people like because we have more and more split families you have mom's side to go to dad's side to go to and then you have your Mm in-laws both their side to go to so i know a lot of people have you know five or six christmas functions they go right. to. so i know it can extend to a week and i know everybody wants to get drunk on new year's and and do all that stuff and it's easy to do that but you really like you're deducting your whole you're basically deducting like six months of you're basically taking away six months of progress for like basically a week worth of being a shithead yeah and I think that that's probably like well, a little bit what's sad. Like even if you go and eat big on Thanksgiving and eat big on Christmas, like it's the things that happen between those days that fuck people up. They're yeah. just like, well, you know, we got all these family functions. I've spent all this time cooking for these family functions. I don't want to cook. We can go eat fast food. Mm-hmm. We ain't got a meal prep. Like it just turns into this whole fucking two month span from October 31st when we get Halloween candy to, you know, January 2nd. 
Yeah. Where we're just all just collectively decided we're going to be shits. <laughs> like, and I think that's probably a little bit sad. Like if those things just existed in their space, mm-hmm. it's really not a problem. Like, yeah. Part of that's just the way like stores and stuff work too, though. I mean, there's going to be Halloween candy out at the end of August. Yeah. Like people are going to start buying that shit and eating it and everything yep. else. You know. And then they eat all the candy. Like, oh shit, I need candy for the trick or treaters, right? Yeah, you got to have candy for the trick or treaters, but <laughs> so they go back you're only and get more give candy. Half, away, half of it away, and then you're going to eat the rest of it yourself. And if you have kids going trick or treating, there's the dad tax, mom tax. Yeah, you yeah take exactly. The, take the good stuff, the Reese cups, and so, the you know, we, we get started and we get started on this shit in like <laughs> September, and then you know using an excuse to eat like fat fucks until like I said January 2nd and all of a sudden we're gonna expect our New Year's resolution to fucking save us I mean I'm fat year round guys y'all think y'all gotta do better (laughs) hey Logan what's up Logan but I mean like for real I mean so yeah I mean I'm not I actually got onto a local CrossFit gym about posting some shit about they were shitting on 75 hard they said something about um you know, a lifetime of consistency is better than 75 days straight of mm-hmm. two times a day. It, it's, I understand that. I understand that philosophy to some extent, but I really, really don't like, as a fitness professional, I really don't like shitting on things that help people get started. So, like, even though I'm not a participator in a New Year's resolution or anything like that, um, I have participated in things like 75 hard, and those things do have the potential to change your life. Right. When I did, the only time I did 75 hard successfully, that changed my blood work forever. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had fatty, you know, I had fatty liver disease from being a fat fuck and a borderline alcoholic. Go 75 days of drinking a gallon of water a day and no alcohol and eating good. And all of a sudden, all those problems go away. I'm stronger. I'm fitter. I'm everything, you know, I'm everything like that. Like, that's not really a problem. Like, if if a New Year's resolution gets you started and puts you down a good path and you can stay on it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not here to. I'm not here to criticize you for starting a New Year's resolution. Right. Even you know if it's fitness based, I don't really. Whatever gets you started, like, I don't really care. Um. I, so I, I, you know, and I don't participate in them. I don't see value in them myself. But like, if you find value in them, if they put you on the straight and narrow, and you become a better person for it. I really can't criticize all that much. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. Like getting, Dang. getting started is always the hardest part. Right. Right. Um, lots of people just choose not to get started. And then like the biggest thing is consistency at that point. Right. So like people come in, like they always make like, this is a meme, right? January 2nd to January 28th are the busiest times in the gym. Yeah. Right, they're just jam packed, and then after that, everybody falls off. Falls off. It's, yep. it's like in between two and four weeks is all it takes for people to just start being like, "Well, they, I actually don't want to do this." They really haven't even done it long enough at that point to develop a habit. Exactly. I just think you know, as fitness professionals, what we need to be careful about is just uh, being too dogmatic and being like, "Oh, this is just a cheesy thing to do." Like you're going to mm. quit. Like blah, blah, blah. if yeah. you get somebody going, then there's nothing. There's nothing inherently wrong. Right. With it. I mean. I would say that a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people, abandon New Year's resolutions or any type of resolution or any type of goal a lot of the times because lack of support around them. Yeah, a good bit of the time. I mean, well, I just mean, just think about like the gym community. Like you're going in, no idea what you're doing. You come in, and all the people who are there are staring at you and looking at you and, and like laughing at you. If everybody's in in your gym rolling their eyes because they know you're a, a New Year's res, a New Year's resolutioner and they just assume you're not going to stick it. Stick it out past the second week of February. Yeah, that's a tough environment to get better yeah. in. You're going to be one of two people, right? You're going to be the person who quits because 
I don't want to go there, right? Like, it sucks there because people are making fun of you and you don't feel welcome. Or you're going to be the second type of person who has a whole lot of fuck you energy. I have, I'm <laughs> very, very negatively motivated. Like, the best thing somebody can do for me is tell me I'm not going to do something. Yeah. That's the best thing that can happen to me. Yeah. Fucking, and just like. Fucking bully me. Tell me I'm a fat fuck. Tell me. Tell me I'm never going to get better, and like that's going to set me down a different road. But honestly, though, like from a mental capacity, as I've gotten older, like it's harder and harder to it's it's harder and harder to want to get up for that. Yeah, because people people have negative things to say all the fucking time. Yeah. like all the time. Like it is what it is. I think the commercial gym community is really really bad at fuck. The gym's going to be crowded because mm. New Year's resolution is going to be in there. I got to go and assert my dominance, make sure I get my bench press rack, you know, on on, uh, on, on my Monday, on International yeah. Chess Day. There's no way I can change my routine to accommodate. Like, um, I'm just going to be a dick to all the new people. And like, there's definitely that in a commercial gym yeah. to an extent. I don't think that's, I do think that's still the minority. I think most gym goers that are working hard yeah. are probably happy to see you there. I, would, I would say honestly, generally. though, the minority yeah. most of the time is the most outspoken shittiest people you know what i mean like me and you are likely just going to mind our own business Mm -hmm. where somebody that don't want you want to be there are probably going to go out of their way to make sure you know yeah they don't want you to be there yeah like um maybe we as good people should go out of our way to encourage and yeah keep people around so Um, so that should be our new year's resolution (laughs) (laughs) so that's something that's really interesting to me is like I am absolutely the person that I don't want to go up to somebody and talk to them and be, I'm not super social. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I will talk. If someone comes up to me and asks me questions, I'm more than happy to give them info. I'm more than happy to talk. I can talk to anybody about most things if I'm like invested in the conversation. If someone in the gym comes up to me and says, hey, that was really good. What did you, what's your plan? What did you do? I'll talk to them about it. But I just don't feel comfortable. And I guess it's because I don't want to come off as, like a snob or knowing everything, like going up to somebody and be like, Hey, I saw you did th-. like the, this is the general consensus of going up to somebody and like correcting their form or something. Right. You go up to them and say, Hey, I saw you doing this. That was pretty good, but I can show you a better way of doing it. Yeah. And like, that's the nicest way you can say it realistically. Yeah. I still feel like people are just going to get upset about it. Cause you're telling them there's a better way to do something. And they're yeah. like, and they're he- like, for me, I think in their head, they're going to be like, Oh, well the way I was doing it was crap. Oh, well I, I'm crap. Well, fuck this guy. He's saying I'm crap. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm always just like, I'm very reserved in the gym. I don't go out of my Stay way. In your lane, that kind of thing. Um, that's, that's understood. But I think, I think the two, the two types of acceptable behavior is minding your own business or being helpful. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable being helpful, I don't see like a reason why you should go out of your way. Sure. Yeah. But if you are comfortable and you do want to go up to people and help them, absolutely do that. I think that's that's perfect. You should fine. always ask. Yeah. First, you know absolutely. What I mean? Don't give yeah. unsolicited advice. Yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, that sucks. I mean, listen, man, I've had because we've done a lot. Most of our work in commercial gyms. I know exactly. You know, it, by the commercial gym standard. Now, if somebody comes I don't know if Logan's still listening to me or not. I, I, I respect Logan and Tammy as two people listening to the show yeah. or not enough that if they came up to me and said, hey, you could do this better, I'm probably going to fucking listen. Right. There's going to be some merit. Yeah. Gathered. But I've had gym bros come up to me and be like, you know, you could really do this a lot. You could do this, this, and this. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, I, I've had, I had a gym bro come up to me when I was still working at any time being like, 
You know, your bench press, uh, you're really using all you're using a little bit you're using a lot of leg, man. That's not really doing anything for your chest growth or anything like that. And then I have to go into well, I'm a power lifter, and this is also the reason why I have 150 more pounds on the ball. <laughs> like, yeah. like this is, you know, I'm not 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 to be rude, but like right. you have just like gone completely fucking unchecked and think you're gonna tell me like Right. Like I you know, I don't I don't really like unsolicited advice either. You yeah. Know what I mean, like there are people you can tell by looking at somebody most of the time whether or not there's somebody worth listening to yeah. in the gym. And being being honest, like you know, like I feel like now being in powerlifting, I know another powerlifter when I see one. Yeah, our forearms are bigger, our backs are bigger. Like we're generally just bigger. not necessarily fitter, but we're generally just obviously bigger, bigger stronger yeah. people than most people in a commercial gym. Yeah, right? like probably more willing to listen to somebody like that. You know, mm -hmm. the aesthetic kid that you know chews on his necklace when he squats, like. <laughs> probably not gonna you know what i mean like yeah i don't i don't really want to hear it <laughs> you know it is what it is so like i identify with new people in that way because like we don't want to hear it either yeah like, i mean it is what it is um if you want to come up to him and be like hey man can we talk about what you're doing like mm -hmm. like you got advice to give me like that's fine ask me let's have a conversation about why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it. And then like, if you can, if we can expand on that, then yeah. this is fruitful for both of us. And this is appreciated. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really mind. I think another really dangerous thing though, I think we're guilty of it as powerlifters. The CrossFit community is extremely guilty of this and it drives me nuts. But like new people, like we're too quick to tell them, the way we do things is the only way it can be done. Yeah. Like we kind of gatekeep a little bit. Like, well, if we're, if you're not a power lifter, if you're not a crossfitter, if you're not in bodybuilding or whatever, like you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, that's not fucking right. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. You're talking about somebody that's like getting into fitness. It doesn't matter if their favorite thing to do is running. Mm -hmm. Me and you aren't going to be caught dead fucking running. No. It just is what it is. We're not, that's not, not unless something's that's, chasing you. Know, not, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like, if that's what somebody's pa a new gym goer is passionate about, then there's no reason to discourage them from getting on the treadmill and fucking running. Yeah. Like maybe you have a conversation with them about you know cross training is really good for runners. You know. Yeah. Interval training things close to CrossFit tends to benefit you know mm -hmm. runners quite a bit. Like those things are really really good. But there's no reason to inherently like gatekeep and be like, oh you're not going to be a powerlifter. Well fuck you then. Right. Like, well that's yeah. not that's not fruitful <laughs> for anybody. You know what I mean? Like, and you know you see like I've seen a hundred posts from. A CrossFit community here at the beginning of the year that doesn't explicitly say their way of doing things is the only way to do it, but it's basically saying our way of doing things is the only way to do it. Right. Or but we know that's not best, fucking right? true. You yeah. know what I mean? There were fit people a hundred years before CrossFit existed. Yeah. Like so, and guess what? Interval training, hit stuff existed a hundred years before CrossFit yeah. existed. So like, like this is not like new philosophies, and there's also like there's so many ways to do things. Mm -hmm. It don't have to be our way. Even as fucking power lifters, we don't agree on the way of training methods. <laughs> yeah. If you don't believe me, talk to somebody that trains conjugate. Yep. And they, you know, I've I've gave conjugate a lot of credit, and I think there's a lot of value in conjugate style training. Talk to somebody that's diehard conjugate though, and they will tell you that's the only way to fucking train for powerlifting. Yep. And they fucking believe that. Mm -hmm. Well, but juggernaut exists, and that's like polar opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like literally opposite end of the spectrum. Like we don't even agree on how we should train. Yeah. Let alone be pushing those ideologies on somebody brand new that's just trying to get in the gym to better themselves. Right. Like so, I think we need to be careful about 
how we encourage people and then also what we encourage them to do. I think if it gets in, if, if people get into something and it's something that they're passionate about, it doesn't matter if it's squat bench deadlift or if it's CrossFit or if it's running five Ks, it could be fighting. It could be a million different things. Like if that's something they're passionate about and that's what keeps them in the gym and makes them a better person and a healthier person, we should be careful about what we open our mouth about. I mean, like just think about like if you're doing a, um, doing rapport as a coach, like your first sit down, you're doing a consultation with them or whatever. What, what's, what's the first thing you're going to ask? What are your goals? What am I, right? Yeah. Like if they say, well, uh, I don't know, like I don't have any goals. I just want to look better. Well, you probably want to go a bodybuilding route, yeah. right? Because that's typically what's going to yeah, make you absolutely. look better. Like, well, I want to be really strong. Okay. You probably want to do strong man or powerlifting. Maybe you just want to lose a bunch of weight. Well, you just want to be active, do hit stuff, maybe CrossFit, we, more we, your style, we need right? To a little bit of everything, probably, yeah. you know, and that's, and that's fine. Like, I mean, I ask every client that sits down in front of me. Now, when you hire me, you do, you, there is an understanding with all my clients that like, we are going to be in the squat rack, whether mm -hmm. it's squat, bench, deadlift, it might be power clean, overhead press, pull-ups. Like, well, I, I believe in the barbell, yeah. like 100%. But like, and I believe that because of time, most people aren't going to train four and five days a week like mm -hmm. we do. Most clients are going to be between three and four days a week, realistically. Yep. They're going to do about one or two with you as a coach, and they're going to do, you know, the rest one on to own. three on their own. Okay. I do feel like for time's sake that compound movements are the best thing for them to consolidate effort and consolidate their time. Uh -huh. uh, so I do push people toward weightlifting. Yeah. Also, as a coach, it doesn't really – we can work on running technique and stuff like that because as a personal trainer, that's stuff I have to know. Um, we can work on those things, but it doesn't really behoove me to stand beside you on a treadmill for 30 minutes while you run a 5K. Right. Like, it's not exactly the best use of our time. Mm -hmm. So I will say that, you know, most of what we do is, it may not even be on a barbell, but we're doing major compound exercises, and it doesn't look like powerlifting training all the time, but it is moving weight and moving weight quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and with good technique. Like, that's that's the one, you know, those, some type of, comp, you know, a basis in compound movements is what we do for everybody in my shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean... My football players, baseball players, basketball players, they all get sports-specific exercises. But at the end of the day, the biggest goal is to make them stronger. Mm -hmm. So they definitely do things. My athletes do things probably more closely resembling powerlifting training than like, my non-athletes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, they do still have things that are specific to their sport. I just think we should be careful about, like I said, gatekeeping and uh, judging people about how they're trying to get fit. Because mm -hmm. there's a million ways to do it. Yep. You know? Sandy's a yoga instructor now. Sandy's still going. Uh, she's still going going to strength training and stuff like that. She's always been passionate about yoga. You know her. Really, when she got into fitness, the only thing she did was run and did yoga. And she right. will tell you that she felt great running and doing yoga. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's what keeps people active and keeps people fit, I ain't got no problem if that's the only thing Sandy wants to do from now on. Right. I can tell you that Sandy does have a desire to be strong, and the likelihood of her coming back to powerlifting training is pretty pretty high. Right. But. But for now, but yeah, like, shit's in the gym. She's active. She's taking care of herself. I don't care. Yeah. As a fitness professional, I don't care. Now, if you're going to come to me and sit down across from me and tell me that you're going to be a power lifter, there's going to be some pretty rigid things that we do. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, we're going to, you know, we're not bending. You know, there's not a lot that I'm, uh, well, I shouldn't even say bending on because I think we're always malleable as coaches. We're always willing to change and learn new things. But like, there's definitely, like yeah. principles. There's right? definitely principles involved that we're going to fucking apply. Yeah. 
you know you're going to squat, bench, and deadlift. Yeah. With me, you're going to do some type of heavy back movement, whether it be a pull-up or a row. And we're going to do a lot of overhead pressing because I believe in tricep and shoulder strength for yep. bench press. I mean, you're going to be good at those four, you know, four or five lifts. Like, sorry, but no. that's that's what we're going to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. It is what it is. But, but, you know, in general, like, we don't, you know, if you're coming to me for general fitness advice, the best thing you can do for yourself is to grab onto the thing that you love most about fitness and chase that for a little while. Yeah. And I think that that will open up other avenues. Mm -hmm. Like I started in CrossFit, didn't know a thing about fucking fitness in general, but it's what introduced me to powerlifting. And that's, that's the thing I finally grabbed, grabbed onto and said, Hey, this will keep me. Mm -hmm. I like this enough that I will continue to do this regardless of my health circumstances, regardless of how, you know, how I, my mood is that day. Like I will show up for this, like whatever that thing is for you, it doesn't have to be powerlifting. You should find that first and hold on to it. And that goal may, may change. You may mm -hmm. go from, I want to run five K's to, I want to do obstacle course racing to, I think I'm interested in CrossFit. It might tri trickle down, you know, and yep. turn into something else. But, uh, you know, in the beginning, you should hold on to the thing that you find most enjoyable. Right. Because that's what's going to keep you in it. Yeah. So, Like for me, it was like just starting in the gym. All, the only reason why I went is because I just wanted to look better. Right. Yeah. Like it was, it was purely just like, I just want to look better, feel better, be stronger. Right. I had I didn't even know what powerlifting was when I started in the gym. Yeah. I was just I was a gym bro, hundred percent hated leg day. Like I was that basic fucking douchebag in the gym. Except I wasn't like a douchebag to people. Yeah. I was just that douchebag that just like did shit wrong and just yeah. like um but I, I was there and I was committed to it. And I told myself as the the moment I signed that first contract at Health Fit for a year or whatever, I was like, I'm gonna come here every week. You know, however many days I, I decided I was going to do it, I said, I'm going to commit to it and I'm just not going to stop. And yeah. no, nobody really deterred me. Nobody really stopped me. Like my family was supportive. Obviously, my mom is uh, she loves health and fitness. She's not necessarily the most healthy or the most fit person, but she does see the value in it. So she was never going to deter me. My dad was neither here nor there. Um, oh. My brother neither here nor there, but I, there was never any like, oh, don't do that. You're wasting your time. Right. It was always like, oh, that if you like it, yeah, go for it. So I, I wasn't a resolutioner. I think I started like uh, November-ish. It was whenever I first heard about, I was, I was just turned 18. Like I was a couple months, it was a couple months, a month or so after, maybe it wasn't January. I don't know. It was whenever, it had to have been January because the person that I talked to who said, oh, there's this gym that's 24 hours. And I was like, oh, so you mean I can go after work? Because I was working until 1 a.m. Yeah. And uh, they were like, yeah. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty dope. So I was, I just decided yeah, to sign up what for it. Do, so it was like, it was like January, February-ish. And I started then, but I wasn't a resolutioner. I just didn't have, didn't know I had an option until then. And then just kept going every day. Just, yeah. de just decided it was my thing. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, for me, it was, it was, uh, it was health concerns because I was drinking a lot and I was smoking a lot. And I remember being at Wallace at my junior college and walking up a flight of stairs and getting about halfway up and being like, God damn, I need a cigarette. <laughs> like, I think that was, that was the point. It was like, all right, well, listen, I'm 260 pounds of fucking fat. There's no muscle on my body. I can't walk a flight of stairs anymore. I'm only 21, 20, 20, 21, 22 years old. Um, my wife's fit, my girlfriend at the time, but mm -hmm. my wife's fit, like she's taking care of herself. 
I'm a sorry sack of shit. I look like shit. I feel like shit. My blood pressure was bad, like consistently like 160 over 110 in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. Like, well, this shit can kick fucking rocks. I gotta do something <laughs> right. about this. Like, this is not fun anymore. Like, and uh, and I had a friend that was my little brother had encouraged me to start trying to lift weights. I had a friend that was opening up a CrossFit gym, and I was just like, "Fuck it, bro! I'm just gonna show up with you, and we're just gonna do whatever. I'm just gonna do whatever you do for right. the longest." And that's what it was. It's just I just showed up and did what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Me and Sandy moved to Athens. We kind of started. Um, Started doing some things on our own, bought our own squat rack, stuff like that. Still super fucking weak at the time. But, you know, we were going to the park, doing circuits of, you know, running laps around the park and push-ups and squats and sit-ups. And we'd take a jump rope with us. And, you know, every so many feet, we would stop our run to do a jump rope, you know, so many jump ropes or whatever it may be. Uh, we did that for a long time. Um, uh, while I was at UNA, UNA actually probably introduced me most to uh, like just pure weightlifting because we had a really good student facility, and I had a friend that I eventually lived with in uh, Philadelphia who would go and lift weights with me, and uh, that kind of started it. And then when me and him moved to Philadelphia, we got to a gym that was owned by a couple of IFBB pros, mm -hmm. and they were really really cool guys, and they were just happy to see anybody that would show up to their gym. They were just happy to see you there, yeah. and they were really encouraging. And I just. So watching a lot of Elliot Hulse and shit like that at the time, and I got more and more and more into just lifting because we didn't have space to do CrossFit right. in, that, in that particular gym. Uh, so when I got back to the CrossFit gym, after I moved back from Philadelphia, I was a little bit stronger than everybody. Uh, wasn't quite as quick yet, but I was because I was a little bit stronger, I was getting through Metcons a little bit faster than everybody. Um, and then I was just like, you know what? Had a friend of mine there and Adam Campbell that started powerlifting, and I started kind of mimicking some of the things that he was doing. Wasn't really powerlifting yet. And then I had those three ladies come to me and say, hey, we want to do, my wife was one of them, we want to do a powerlifting meet. Can you train us? Because I had some understanding of how that worked, and that's how I got into powerlifting. Like, it just, just, just kind of happened. But, like, I think for me, the thing I was made a resolution about is, like, I'm tired of being a fat fuck. I'm tired of, you know, being miserable this young. It's not fun anymore. I'm tired of being weak. I'm tired of being a pushover. Like, let's do something about it. Right. So... I did something about it. Yeah. And there is definitely something to say about the confidence that you get as you develop a strength, like just physical strength in general of it. Yeah. Like no matter what you're doing, like there, like whether it's just basic shit, like you're just doing gym bro shit or whatever, when you start to develop like strength and your muscles come start coming in, you just got to get that like a little bit of elevation, you know, you, you kind of feel better mentally. You feel better. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of reasons to start. And I, I've, I think I got I got to where I was a lot less angry of a person in general mm -hmm. too. Um, yeah, me too. When I had a place to start putting negative energy, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like really, 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 really helped help that for me. It's definitely good for my mental health for a long time. Uh it still is. Yeah. For sure. Extent. I think the only fallacy of that now is that we tie a little bit too much of our identity to what we're doing. Yep. And um when days are bad, it tends to it hits us harder it than hits it should. It hits us harder than it should. Yeah, absolutely. When we should just accept that we had a bad day and move mm -hmm. on, we're typically like, like well, I'm a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, damn it. Like, I mean, how like, it, you just look at it, it's like, I've done this, like, in the past, I've done this for 12 reps. Why did it suck for one? It's like, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes, like, you know. For me, like too many too many things around lifting doesn't go right enough yep. for me to expect lifting to go good all the time. If you're underhydrated, if you're underfed, if you've 
if you're too stressed, you haven't slept, stuff like that, those things swing day-to-day things tremendously. You know yep. what I mean? It is what it is. <clears throat> kind of went off on some tangents. I mean, yeah, there, but, but I mean, we're still talk, <laughs> we're still talking about resolutions, right? And like, yeah. I think in, in the heart of it, while me and you are not people to set a New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. I didn't even stay up till midnight. I couldn't no. get I had plans. My family was sick, and we didn't get out and do anything for that reason. I had plans to go play games with family and have a few drinks with my mom because she's my favorite person to get drunk with. Mm-hmm. But, like, we didn't feel good. Kind of shut those plans down. It just kind of is what it is. Like, if it hadn't have been for plans with family, I could give a fuck less about yeah. that ball drop. I really could. Oh, man. You, like, you know what I did? What's that? I laid on the couch and played Baldur's Gate 3. Hey, yep. <laughs> That's I mean, what like, I did. Midnight I mean, came across. I looked over. It's like, ah. And I went back to my game. Went back to the game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it just doesn't matter that much. To I me. wouldn't be surprised. I think that there's probably like, if you're in the personal training game and you're trying to build a business, there's a little bit of gimmick behind yeah. New Year's resolution. Sure. But I think most of us that are heavily involved in some type of fitness, whether it's a strength sport or just taking care of ourselves or whatever, those of us that are super, super disciplined and show up every day no matter what, I'd be surprised if many of us at all were super serious about a New Year's resolution. Because we're always making new resolutions, whether it's I signed up for a meet and... September and now I have to I can't be a weak pathetic fuck in September like now I have to get my shit together and train Mm -hmm. until my meet day in September like we make little resolutions all the time yeah I want to be in a new weight class so I either have to eat to gain to it or I have to eat to cut to it like whatever it may be like I feel like we're in a constant state of resolution Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you know what I mean I don't think this is new for us and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to you know reduce the power of it because I think it is powerful for new people but I think those of us that have been in it for a while and have a little bit of discipline and have a little bit of motivation like discipline being the number one thing Mm -hmm. motivation is fleeting but like I think most of us just kind of already know that we're going to do it or we're not going to do it right and we've probably already made up our minds about some things and uh the new year doesn't really have any type of mystical power over us. Right. Like, yeah, you know. I mean, like like we've said before, right? Like most people in the fitness space are goal-oriented people just in general. Yeah. So it's like you're going to set the goal regardless of whether it's January 1st, 2024, or whether it's January 15th or February 30th or whatever. Yeah. Have no you. February 30th. 28, 20, I'm sorry. 29 days at best. 20, it's a 29-day month this year. Is it? Yeah, we're in a leap year. We're in leap year? Okay. <laughs> Well, that's but yeah. I know what you're saying. Right, yeah, right. I mean, like, I think most of us that are serious about it don't give a fuck about a New Year's resolution. Yeah. I just think it's a date for us. Mm-hmm. I think if it's a good reason for you to get started, if you're not already, it has a lot of power and it's a good yeah. thing. For those of us that's been in it a while, January first is just fucking January first. Yeah, it's just another fucking day. It was a Monday. Yeah, I mean, let's it, be was, it was a Monday, so it was I got up, <laughs> trained the same way I always train, went to work the same way I always went to work. Like, all that kind of stuff. Hey, you did catch the live. What's up, TJ? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't think there's any. I think when you've been in it for a while, there's not a lot of power to it. Yeah. But, I think but, we're, we're probably, we already probably already hyper fixated on another date. Mm-hmm. Um, hyper fixated on another goal that we've either, either, either already started or we know where we're at in our programming and are about to start. Right. Like, I don't think that. I don't think it matters much to those of us who've been in it for a while. Yeah. I just think that we as people that have been in it for a while probably need to be a little bit careful about how we judge people that haven't. 
Right. Like I said, if it gets people started, probably just need to shut our fucking mouths and be happy that there's new people in the gym this time of the year. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, there, there's all those memes that come around, right, that are just like writing bad reviews so that people don't go to my gym and stuff like that. And it's just like, I mean, I understand not wanting the gym to be incredibly crowded, right? But they're going to like looking at it from a certain perspective. You don't have to be mean to them. The people who aren't going to stick around, aren't going to stick around. They're going to weed themselves out. Like, and the people that stick around will want, probably just want to be there. Yeah. And if you can help people want to be there, that's, that's better because you're helping them, you know, put themselves in a better place sure. and you'll, you'll feel better about yourself helping somebody else. Like, so the, the topic is new year's resolutions this time. Um, specifically about, you know, new people and setting that goal and whether or not we think it's bullshit. And pretty much <laughs> what we just went over is if it helps people get started and they're brand new to the gym, then it's not bullshit. It's a great and a positive thing for them. And I think to recap what me and Nathan just said, um, what we've been talking about most of the, most of the hour is that those of us who are already in the gym, New Year's is just kind of another day. Yeah. But it's not another day for somebody brand new. It's important mm -hmm. to them, and we should support them and help them get get through this first part of the year because yeah. it's going to take six, seven, eight weeks to build that habit. Mm -hmm. And most of them don't make it six, seven, eight weeks to build no. that habit. No, and a lot of it is because of gatekeeping and people posting those fucking memes, like yep. I said, talking about it being bullshit, about new people being there. Or I'm going to post this bad review on my own gym so people won't show up mm -hmm. and shit like that. That's a shit fucking attitude. Mm -hmm. I think as strength athletes, it's fucking cool, to be honest with you, because, like, it gives us, I mean, we don't do this for it not to be seen. Right. We go and compete. Yep. Like, we want it to be known that we're fucking bad motherfuckers in the gym. <laughs> like, so to me, it's kind of like, there's an aspect that's like. Like, these new people come in, they're like, holy shit, this guy's, like, moving around four or 500 pounds, yeah. even though it's like, it may not be, like, a, a ton, like, nationally, right? right? But, like, to this person, their first time seeing it in person may just be, like, awe-inspiring right yeah it might it might be the reason they stick around yeah especially you know, if especially, they come up to you and talk to you and you're like super nice to them especially like, not an asshole about it yeah. like the ultimate goal like if you're a good and decent person you want other good and decent people to stay in the gym yeah like that's, that is what it is if you're a good person and you care about people you want them to see this it doesn't matter if we think new year's resolutions are bullshit or not if that's what they've the goal they've set to themselves, they're a good, hardworking person and want better for themselves. We should want them to continue. Yep. We shouldn't be discouraging them or trying to run them off. Absolutely. Period. I mean, um, like you said, like the people that aren't serious about it will, will weed themselves out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's that's sad in its own way, but like. But I mean, if they genuinely know, are just like yeah, signing absolutely. up just to sign up because they said they were going to for a resolution and then they, they you know, two weeks in, they decide, no, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, you don't have to worry about that person being there. Right. Not, like, not. it's not it's not like this big thing. Like, I know first few weeks going to be kind of sucky because it is going to be crowded, especially if you work out in a small space. But like. Be nice to the people who are who are actively there, like trying to better themselves. Sure. Not. I mean, I'm not saying be mean to the people who are just like fucking around in there, but if they're those people might just need a nice, a nice word and some encouragement to do that much better. You might be the reason true. why that person stays in. That is true. You too. might be the reason why that person decides this is more than a New Year's resolution. This is something that I actually want to do long term. Yeah. Like, you know, so I don't know. Being nice and being a decent human being goes a long way. That's true. And I think we need. You know, I I realize too that there's probably a lot of people rolling their eyes. 
when they listen to this because they know I'm a personal trader and they know I benefit directly from New Year's resolutioners. Mm-hmm. But like I did get into this because it's an opportunity to be good to people and good and take care of people. Like if that's the reason they got in there, then fucking great. Right. Uh, do I benefit from it? Yeah, I mean I benefit from it monetarily, but like at the same time, like I promise you, there is a million things I could be doing, making more fucking money than personal training. And I mm-hmm. do personal training because I actually give a fuck about the people that come to me and and work towards success. Yeah. So, you know, that's something. Let's see. We got a few comments there. That's my main issue with Jim that shall not be named. The crowd hasn't been so bad, but 10 to 15 people equals a packed gym. Yeah, because it's mean, just a smaller gym, Yeah, it's right? a smaller space. I'll be honest with you. I don't see that a lot where I'm at now just because of the time of the day I work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at work when everybody else is off work because I'm a personal trainer. Right. Like People aren't taking time off, off of work to come see me. They're right. waiting to see me before they go into work or after they get off work. Yeah. Um, so I'm working out 9, 10, 11 in the morning most of the time. Yeah. I'm in the gym by myself. I realize that, you know, those 10 to 15, those 10 to 15 people do equal a more packed gym. Mm -hmm. If you're in a, that gym in particular is a 25 to 2,800 square foot facility, Mm -hmm. 10 or 15 people makes it pretty fucking unmanageable. Yeah. Um, I have coached people in that facility, so I know exactly what it's like. Um, That being said, one of those people might be your new gym partner. (laughs) One of those people- might be like looking at you and might be your biggest fan and you don't even fucking know it because yeah. of, you know, the progress that you're making. Um, is it a pain in the ass? Sure. That's where you teach new people good gym habits and asking them if they, if they don't mind working in with you yeah. or if they don't mind you working in with them or whatever, like you need to build g- good gym etiquette. And I know you probably have it already. Um, but you know, those people aren't going to know to have that etiquette unless you display it yourself. So yeah. I would say, you know, like while it is frustrating to be in a crowded gym and not have the equipment, not have access to the equipment that you might want, I would just say, do what you normally do. Ask people to work in, strike up a conversation because you might be the reason that person stays. I think Dr. Mike had a really interesting point when he was talking about New Year's resolution. I can't remember if it's on a video or the podcast, but I want to say it was the podcast. But he said, like, when people come in and, like, they want to work. It was it was a gym etiquette, actually, podcast. But he was talking about when people want to come in and work in with him or whatever or, or somebody needs his machine or whatever. He's more, like, especially for the newer person, he's just like, dude. You need it more than I do, like, and not in a not in a mean way or anything, yeah. but like genuinely, I can do anything else. Like, yeah, it, it like does I, not matter. He has that the much. knowledge that if he's on a preacher curl machine, he knows he can go lay, load up free weight preacher curls and get yeah. the same workout, or or like, just whatever it may be. Like he can he can change his workout. He's got enough knowledge to be able to be. You yeah, know, most of us malleable. have been in the gym for a while, even if we're not coaching, probably can do yeah. that. Other than like mm-hmm. a few specific things, like if like if you are a power lifter, you do have to like squat bench or deadlift, and you do have to do it specifically, right? Yeah, and but in, I in mean, a commercial gym, there's limited space to squat bench and deadlift. Yeah, like at that point, you need to be like, I have X amount of sets left. I don't mind you waiting. I don't mind you working in. I will load your bar for you. But like, this is just the yeah. This is the deal. I don't mind sharing, but if you don't want to share, like. You know, don't, don't tell them to kick rocks, but, right. you know. But be like, well, I'll be done. I'll be done at this time, and, and you know, you can have yeah. it. I'll make sure I'll come get you so you're the person that has right. it. You know, that's the best way to go about yeah. it. I mean, what, what what's he saying now? I personally hardly ever touch my phone in the gym, but I understand it's not realistic, but I don't understand why people go out of their way to be asses. 
yeah, I mean, it's not particularly fruitful to, uh, especially in a crowded gym environment, to mm-hmm. sit around on your phone between sets. And yeah. That's, stuff like that. And I think there are people that probably slow down their own pro- p- pace mm-hmm. to hog machines and stuff like that. But uh, that's exactly the type of person that's not going to be there in six weeks. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I understand some of these resolutioners are going to have bad attitudes, too. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are going to be just yeah great people to be around. But I'm just saying, just don't don't go out of your way to be a, an ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a nice way to go about everything. Absolutely, that's what that's what TJ's saying now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's 100 the truth. So, kind of like a recap, as a resolutioner, what what should your what should your mindset be going in? Like, if you're going in, you know it's going to be busy, right? You maybe you don't know anything about the gym. Um, my advice, personally, I would say. First, like, look up, like, if you're really interested in the gym and, like, you're setting a New Year's resolution to start the gym, listen to some podcasts or look up some information that's going to give you an idea of what good gym etiquette's going to be. Go in with a plan. So, like, any any random bullshit that you can find on the Internet that says, you know, three, four, five-week bodybuilding plan, shred plan, whatever it may be, Go in with a plan so that you have an idea of what you're going to do. Do a little bit of research and uh, come in, you know, follow your plan and then and then get out. And, and you know, the plan helps. I would say the biggest thing is, uh, like I said, practice your own good gym etiquette. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're worried about people watching you or judging you for the, being the first, you know, your first time in there, try not to stare and stuff mm-hmm. like that yourself. You know, try to keep your head down and do your own stuff. Also, be open-minded to the people that are going to offer help. I understand. We already talked about unsolicited devices uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can use your head and kind of understand where where and when unsolicited advice is going to be good or not. Yeah. Like if it's the most jacked person in the, in the building and they're offering up some type of advice to you, mm-hmm. it probably would pay to listen. Yeah. Um, unless but, that advice is fuck off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, unless that advice is rude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, another thing too, there's plenty of people in there that maybe are in the middle of their weight loss journey and maybe they've lost a hundred pounds and they don't look fit yet, mm-hmm. but they know a little bit more about it than you do. Like, you know, I would, I just pay attention. I, I would pay attention to the people that work hard. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to tell right away in a gym environment who's busting their ass and who isn't. Yeah. Like so, as a New Year's resolution, I would uh, re- resolutioner. I would uh, I would pay attention. Don't stare too much. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, or, or anything like that. But I would pay attention to what people are doing. Um, Especially, don't pay people, attention people to- that are you know closer to your ideal body type. Maybe the goals that you're working toward. Maybe I pay a little bit closer attention to what they're doing. Maybe talk to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily. I would say that a gym's not necessarily a place to be shy. And I think that's something that new people are going to struggle with a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best thing you can do for yourself is get put yourself in the middle of it and ask questions and stuff like that. There's a lot of, man, I've got a lot of great gym advice from just old heads that didn't even do what me and Nathan do that just say, hey, you know what? I, this this movement really worked really well for me growing my triceps. Maybe it's worked for you because we're built kind of similar mm-hmm. or, or whatever it may be. Like there's a lot of good advice floating around. There's a lot of bad advice floating around. That being said, um, you can learn something from all of it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say as a new New Year's resolution, or if it's your first time in the gym, I would I would say uh, going in with an open mind mm-hmm. um, and some gym etiquette, so you don't look like that New Year's resolution that everybody complains about. Yeah, I mean, like 
I think it's rude that they're complaining about you, first of all. I think it's more of a them problem than a you problem. But you can insulate yourself from that a little bit by knowing some gym etiquette before you mm -hmm. start. Yeah. So, Gym etiquette, have somewhat of a plan, and just kind of like learn from your surroundings. Yeah, the absolutely. Big, the big three advice for a resolution. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say this, too. For people that are involved and, in, you know, they're going for weight loss, which most of you are, if you're starting a New Year's resolution plan, I would say this, and this is very, this is very, very rare advice from a personal trainer because we always want, as a personal trainer, we get stuck in this. We want as many results as we can as quickly as we can. When you make a major life change, concentrate on that change only for a little while. Okay, yeah. like if your New Year's resolution is to start in the gym, just get started in the gym. Don't rack your brain too much over a diet. Quitting drinking, quitting smoking, anything like that. Just start small and just start in the gym, and let's make that habit. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you make your, if you make the gym a habit, and you're eight, ten weeks in, and you've made it through the month of February, you've made it to no man's land, which is March, right, of a New Year's resolution. Well, at that point, you're probably starting to get fit enough to realize that hey, smoking's really holding me back from my ability to run a mile, yep, or is really holding me back from my ability to recover between sets. Mm -hmm. Maybe then, after you've already established a gym habit, maybe then we talk about it's time to quit drinking and smoking. Mm -hmm. Like, take one, if you want these habits to stick, take one thing at a time, go all in on it, and make it stick. Um, it is such bad advice that you will hear from personal trainer after personal trainer that you have to swap your diet to chicken breast, rice, and broccoli, quit smoking, quit drinking, start the gym, uh, start fasted cardio in the morning. You have to do all these things perfect right out the gate to make a change in your life. That is not true. It could be as easy as cutting out sodas. It could be as or easy changing as to diet. Yeah, if you if you don't have time to get in the gym, change your diet first. Yeah. When that when that's made, say you lose twenty or thirty pounds on your own, maybe then you say, you know what, we've got this whooped. Let's start in the gym. Yep. I like can be whatever whatever little segment of it. But just like breaking it down and doing it one thing at a time is going to make you so much more successful than changing everything at once. I was somebody that thought that I had, when I, in the beginning, I had a lot of bad habits. I thought that I had to quit smoking, start eating right, quit drinking, start working out and do all this stuff at the same time. And it will drive you crazy. It's incredibly stressful. Mm -hmm. Like their nicotine and food withdrawals are a real thing. Like, oh, yeah. Those things are going to drive you nuts. Uh, apart from the fact that you're also trying to uh, that you're also trying to build single good habits, if you're just like spread out and trying to do all these things at once, it's going to stress you out to no end. Yeah, it's going to be extremely stressful to change your diet, quit smoking, quit drinking, start the gym, uh, everything at one time. Like just pick one and let's roll with it. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm a big fan of if you can start the gym first, I would. Just because, like, if you start the gym and you can make it a habit, you'll see more value in the diet and the quitting smoking and all that stuff after you've suffered in the gym for 10 weeks. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, just because your metabolism will feed off that extra muscle, right? Yeah, Because, like, you, as a new person, within, what, like, four to six weeks, you should start seeing results. Yeah. Um, and you should the, be a little stronger. You should probably look a little different. Not a lot different, but not, a little definitely different. Definitely not a lot. Probably enough that you're not going to notice, but strangers will notice. Right. Or um, people who see you like yeah, once a week or once something a week, like yeah, that. You know, people around you are going to notice. Um, but yeah, if you can change one thing at a time successfully, I promise you, if you can spend 10 weeks on the treadmill trying to beat your mile time, 
with it by week three, you're going to see the value in, oh, God, I got to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This sucks. <laughs> like, I am suffocating every time I'm on this fucking treadmill. I have got to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Like, it will work. <laughs> like, 100%. Like, you will be motivated to make these other changes if you just choose to do one at a time. Right. Your brother joined. Hey, Zach. What's what up? up? So... Side, on the polar opposite side of that, right? So we talked about advice for the resolutioners. What advice should we give to the people in the gym who are having to deal with the influx of resolutioners? Um, it's basically the same advice. Um, practice good gym etiquette. Mm-hmm. Be aware of good gym etiquette. Have a plan. Uh, if you've been in for a while, just like we talked about with doc- Dr. Mike, you know that if you're supposed to do machine bicep curls, that you can probably make do if a New Year's resolution is on a, your bicep curl machine. You can probably make do with a dumbbell curl a cable or curl. Uh, if it's a drag curl on the Smith machine, like you can get another bicep workout in. Yeah. Like be open minded to the fact that these people are starting the same place you did. Mm-hmm. Some of them probably in a worse place than you did. And they need support and they don't need an asshole standing right. over them, looking at their watch, waiting on what mm-hmm. time they're going to get off the machine. Pestering like, the there's no reason. Yeah. I mean, like the same advice, it's the same advice both ways. Yeah. Be open-minded. Um, these New Year's resolutioners have a story that you might identify with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're single parents. They work two jobs. They, you know, whatever the situation may be, full-time college student, like what, there's a million different things, right? Um, they may have started because they had a life-changing health news or mm-hmm. So like, there's plenty of reason to be nice to these people uh, and be open-minded about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I got news for you, too. You can learn something from a new person as fast as you can learn something from somebody that's been in the gym for yeah. a while. It might be what not to do. Right. But you can learn something from it. And mm-hmm. there's value in that, 100%. We got a couple comments. From we do. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I've got uh, I've got an old gym buddy who used to be addicted to vaping. Uh, sorry, I only do it when I drink. Um <laughs> Once he started noticing he wasn't able to do much due to smoking or vaping, he did that and he and he quit on the spot. Once he started noticing progress and others started noticing, I saw such a spark and I'm so happy with that. Yeah, I mean, like, that's an example of little things going a mm-hmm. long way. He made the commitment to the gym. He was able to quit vaping. Yep. You know, uh, that's that's how I quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah. You know, I started in CrossFit. So it, it, <laughs> did, it did not take me too long to realize that, hey... Smoking this Marlboro Red after every fucking Metcon is not doing me any damn good. <laughs> and it's not doing me any good whatsoever. So, I mean, oh yeah, that's a good example of what we're mm-hmm. talking about. I exactly. Mean, but, you know, in terms of, you know, in terms of those old heads in the gym dealing with resolutioners is just, you know, be open-minded and practice good gym etiquette. Don't be an equipment hog just, mm-hmm. to, just to slow progress down for right. people. I mean... Uh, be willing to answer questions. Be like, to answer just, questions. just be, be nice. Be, be willing to be stared at sometimes yeah. because they might... Be doing it out of admiration and mm-hmm. not so much, you know, out of rudeness. You know, the best thing you can do in that situation is just look at them and smile because either they're going to be really pissed off because they're staring at you because they're mad about you and it's going to make you feel better, or they're going to smile and wave back and come and talk to you and it's going to be a good it's interaction. Be a good right? yeah. So either way, you win by smiling and waving at somebody who's staring right. at you. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's all. I mean that's all there is to it, man. Yep. I mean, the long and short of it is, it doesn't matter if you're the res- resolutioner or the you know, 10 year gym goer have some type of plan and don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. 
That's that's the easiest thing to do, right? Yeah, it is. Because uh, I, I think that most people, most people in the gym, and I really do think this is eighty percent of the gym community. If they recognize you're in there trying to make a difference for yourself, they're going to be support- supportive. Yeah. I do think it's unfortunate that the loudest people are always the minority. Mm-hmm. The people that are going to be the biggest pain in your ass are always a minority, and it's going to make it look like that's all of us, but it's not. Right. Most of us are not going to be very happy with that person that Mm -hmm. is rude to you as a resolutioner. Well, I I will say this, though, right? Because we've we've seen it ourselves. There are always the group of kids, teenagers specifically, that stand around and talk a lot and don't do a lot, and they take up a large space. So if you are one of those teenagers in that group and you're like just standing around talking, you're not doing much, either move away or like usher your buddies and be like, hey, let's let's get this stuff done so we can get out of the way. Because, yeah. you know, you don't it's part of good yeah, gym be, etiquette. Be but a like, good example to your people that are in there with you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Even if they're part of your group. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, too. There's a couple of things that we're going to experience uniquely in the gym. Women are more likely to experience unsolicited advice, yeah. especially from men. If you're a man and you really, unless you're invited to, you really just shouldn't approach a woman in the gym. Yeah, I mean uh, that's that's all there is. That's the that's the correct way to do it. Um, uh, men have a tendency to think that they can be ruder. I know uh, it may have been before you or Desi were dating, but I did. I almost got fired over a situation with Desi. One I think time. I know what um, you're talking about. And I was basically like. Fuck off to the guy. <laughs> was it the was it the guy that uh when Bo was in there you asked him to to keep an eye on her? Yeah. That, absolutely. That situation? But, yeah. But this guy, you know, this guy wanted a squat rack. Desi was working on one. I was after hours, was not doing a session with Desi, but Desi was doing something I very much wanted her to see her doing mm-hmm. do. It was, it was during the powerlifting prep. And it was something I knew she needed support through, and it's something I knew I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. She was over there squatting. He was already behind her watching her squat because he was waiting on the squat rack. And by the way, there's another big motherfucker like my size in the squat rack, squat rack next to him. Mm-hmm. He could have done this to him. He could have treated yeah. him like this. But guess what? He didn't because he was a fucking pussy. Yeah. And singled out the woman. Right? right. So I walk up to her and start watching what she's doing. And he's like, hey, man, I got next on this rack. And I just turned. I knew what he had been doing already. I just turned to him and was like, I don't need the fucking rack. I'm here to support her because you're one, you're making her uncomfortable. And two, she's doing things I need to see. Mm-hmm. And he was like, You work here? And I was like, I sure do. She's <laughs> one of mine. I was, and I told him, I was like, You've made her uncomfortable. And I really haven't appreciated the way, you know, yeah. I probably wasn't as nice, but I basically told him, Yeah, to fucking stick it. But about that time, the other guy got off the squat rack and the dude got to resume working out. Mm-hmm. He came up to me again later and he was like, You do work here, right? And I was like, Yeah, I do. And he wanted to make a big deal about it. I was like, Listen, you made her uncomfortable. It was very, not nice. He yep. wasn't nice to her about it. And I was like, this isn't, wasn't a good situation. I was like, you tell him whatever you feel like you need to tell him, bud. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. Yep. Like, no. For, but you really shouldn't, you know, as a man, you really shouldn't go bother women. You really shouldn't offer them unsolicited advice. Um, I, I, my experience, I coach mainly women. 70% of my clientele is women. Um, they're uncomfortable about being there a lot of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. You can, if you're going to go make it more uncomfortable for them, you are not fucking helping, I think. Yeah. A bit. I mean, um, but, you know, so that's a unique experience as a woman, like having to deal with unsolicited advice and stuff like that. Um, even with somebody like Desi, who is honestly, Desi was probably stronger than that dude, <laughs> knows more than that dude, more capable than that dude. But there always seems like they're going to get unsolicited advice or some type of unsolicited just pressure mm-hmm. from a dickhead. 
That being said, from us men, there's always some type of constant fucking incessant fucking dick measuring in there. Yep. We deal with it at Hartsall all the time. Last time I, you know, time before last, I was bench pressing in there. A guy got butt hurt because of how much I had on the bar and was trying to out deadlift my bench press. How that yeah. fucking makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know. I mean, I guess I could have gone deadlift beside him and made him feel real fucking bad about himself. But like, dude, just like. I'm I'm fine with what you're deadlifting. Like I'm not upset that you're over there deadlifting less than I'm bench pressing. Right. Like, I'm not judging you for that. I don't think I'm a badass because I'm over here. I'm just a little further down the road. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, dude, just do your workout. Yeah. Do your thing. There's no reason to peacock around and fucking act like you're the baddest person in the room just because I have more weight on the bar than you. Right. Like I I would be proud of you if you would just do your thing and most of the time we're proud of people that are stronger than us or even or at our ability or even less than us if they're like you know they're cool about it like i don't want to see people do bad yeah but there's always as men that's our experiences there's always somebody in there who wants to show how much better yeah they just want to they want to feel superior this is no this is no offense to you tj because i know you're you're a lot smaller than i am you're you're jacked for your size for sure so I'm not just calling you, I'm not calling you a skinny bitch or anything. And my, one of my biggest problems is with skinny guys in the gym. They see me lifting a lot of weight and they're like, immediately go to the pull-up bar, bust yep. out fucking 15 pull-ups. And immediately what I have to do is go back behind them and get my fucking 300 pound ass up there <laughs> and do 15 pull-ups right beside them, behind them. So to let them know skinny bitches ain't the only ones that can do pull-ups. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, it's always somebody like that for me. It's yep. always somebody like that knows they can't do what I'm doing. And they're upset about it, and they want to go fucking peacock about what they can do. But I'm happier about your ability to do calisthenics, man. I think it's fucking cool. If mm-hmm. I was sub 200 pounds, that'd probably be a cool way to work out. I can't yeah. lie. You know, it's cool to watch those people do those things. But, like, don't just be a fucking dick because, because you know, you're jealous, right? You know who I've never seen that from, and I've talked about this so many times. I have never been treated by treated that way by somebody that was actually stronger than me. Yeah. Somebody, people that are stronger than you are always going to be happy that you're in there. Yep. That's right. They're always going to be proud of the work that you're doing and happy to see you progress. Mm-hmm. It always comes from below. It never comes from above. Mm-hmm. That being said, that's the unique experience we have to deal with as men is like always this fucking dick measuring yep. all the time. All the fucking time. So here, here's some free advice on that one. Just get better. Just get stronger. Yeah, you got a problem with somebody dick. being stronger than you, just do fucking better. Yep. Like if if that's eat more, lift more, fucking change the way you train. Like there's some reason, there's a reason why you're not as good as that person. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I don't believe that, but there's just this weird. I don't think you see this in a powerlifting gym. Probably not as much because everybody's there for the same fucking purpose. But for whatever reason, in a commercial gym, you always have that person from underneath fucking chirping the fucking loudest. I I think <laughs> like with a powerlifting gym, the the big thing is like it's going to be more of a healthy rivalry thing, right? There's going to be two people in the same weight classes. They're going to have similar totals or maybe not so similar. And there's like, man, I want to catch up to you one day. It's like, here's how you do it. Right. Right. Like, yeah, that's I mean, what I you're going to see. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, I don't think anybody in a powerlifting specific gym wants their, wants their teammates to do bad. Yeah. Like if I beat you, I want to, I want to beat you at your best. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beat you. If me and you, we're not in the same weight class, but if me and you competed on the same day, I don't want to beat you because you got hurt and had to drop out of the meet. Right. I want to beat you because I was better. Right. And I want to beat you with you going nine for nine and having your best total ever. That benefits me as a person. Mm-hmm. That benefits you as a person to have that type of rivalry. Yep. The type of shit you see in a Globo gym when people are just getting fucking pissy because 
I have a 400 pound bench press and they don't. That's yep. weak shit. That's weak minded. Mm-hmm. That's real fucking weak. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Like, I would say just be like, uh, I don't know. And you know, and another thing about a commercial gym, everybody's got different goals too. Yep. Um, so, you know, if you're upset about that guy that squats more, deadlifts more, bench presses more, overhead presses more, does more pull-ups than you or anything like that, you probably need to put it in perspective that you may may not be training that way. Mm-hmm. You may not be training for the same set of goals. You might just need to, like, lay it all out there and be honest with yourself about what you're doing versus what they're doing. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, maybe if, if you are jealous of that, maybe your goals should shift. Like, if it's yeah, a jealousy if, if, thing and it's like, well, I want to be that strong, right? Like, why am I not that strong? Maybe you just have goals. Yeah, yeah go down fun. that like, avenue. Go, like, go down that avenue. Nobody's stopping you from it. That person that you're talking shit about may be the person that you need to talk to to get help. Yep. To move in that direction. Like I, I've never seen. Like I said, comments like this only ever come from below. Mm-hmm. Only ever come from below. Yep. Period. Speaking of rolling back just a little bit about the the skinny guys. Um, I being a former skinny guy, I, I yeah, can I'm, I can talk shit. Yeah, so I was in the gym and I may have told the story. I know I told it to Desi and I may have told it to you uh, privately, but there was there was this instance where I was working out and I got I, I don't remember why I was in the gym uh, locker room, uh, but there was a skinny guy and he had saw me out there and I know he was watching me at some points. I don't even remember what I was doing that day. I don't think I was doing anything that crazy. He he sees me in the bathroom well, not in the, in the locker room, excuse me. The bathrooms are right there. But he comes out of the bathroom, washes his hands, takes off his shirt and flexes his abs and puts his shirt back on and walks out. And I'm like, he didn't saw use the bathroom. Didn't he, he used the bathroom. Okay. Yeah, but as he came out wa- after washing his hands, he took his shirt off and was like flexing and like looking at himself, put his shirt back on and went back out. They may have just been admiring his his pump or whatever, maybe. But I think he was just trying to be like, hey, guess what? I got abs and you don't. And I'm like, bro, Give like. Give fucking balls a tug. <laughs> make, sure, make sure they're attached. It's, there uh, is nothing wrong. TJ, there's nothing wrong with being a skinny guy. No. What I'm talking about, though, and you've probably experienced it. You may have experienced it with us big guys that maybe aren't as fit as you. But like, they're, like these bad negative things in the gym always come from somebody that is – physically probably less than you there's mm-hmm. probably some type of jealousy factor this stuff does not happen in a healthy competitive environment like what a lot of people a lot of our people get to train with like you know a lot of the people that are listening to this train in a powerlifting specific gym they're super supportive of their teammates they want to beat their teammates but they want their teammates to do but good in the situation that is just not necessarily the case in a globo gym atmosphere mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about like yeah. Those comments are much more likely to come from somebody that are not as far down the road from you uh, as you are in in that atmosphere. Right. It just is what it is. I don't I don't understand it. I've never understood it. Um, And and that's that is what it is. I'll be honest with you. I experience I feel like I experienced that. Um, And you really shouldn't have because it was a competitive environment, too. But one of the problems with CrossFit, one of the problems I left that community is they fucking dog whistle real hard for their fucking good good athletes and then their fucking mediocre in the middle athletes get fucking forgotten about a lot of the time yeah like that sucks like that's not necessarily a good thing you don't that's another thing you don't see in a strong man or powerlifting gym or anything like that like i don't they don't they're not going to care if you total 500 pounds if you're never putting that putting effort in that's something that i feel like there was that community was very very clicky mm-hmm 
and you were either part of the competitive environment or you weren't. And there was a very clear distinction between how you were treated, even by coaches. Like coaches didn't want to pay the same attention to somebody like lesser than. Like in a group than, setting. Yeah, in a group yeah. setting. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to pay as much attention to the person in the middle as they did to the person on top or the person just starting. Yeah. Like the person just starting, those people had an idea that maybe this person has some promise and we can do that. Mm-hmm. These people in the middle just like, these are just the forgotten souls of the CrossFit community, right? Like that sucked. You know what I mean? Like future powerlifters. You know, maybe maybe it's the yeah, maybe it's just those people that find another sport and just become a lot stronger than the top athletes in the CrossFit gym. Um, and it just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I don't know. You, all of us just need to be really, really careful about how we treat new people in the gym. Mm-hmm. They need to be treated with respect. Their goals need to be treated with respect. If you want them to treat you with respect, you probably need to set that example because they are the new person. Right. At the end of the day, we're all human beings we regardless are, yeah, of our, our strength yep. level, our fitness level, yep. our body composition. We all have human DNA in us. Uh, we all have the capacity to do good and bad things to each other. So yep. try to be the person that does good things. That's yep. my my biggest part of this conversation, I yep. think. is the biggest thing that we can contribute. So. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I got to piss, so we got to wrap this thing yep. up real quick. I, I think I think Sorry. we covered everything pretty well, so we can just get into dad jokes. You're you're delivering the dad jokes because I'm on Instagram Live, so that is true. All Look right. at all the gray in my beard, dog. You're getting old. You're getting old. You're getting old. I accidentally popped up, swapped into our the sip it and rip it page. I was like, oh shit, I'm about to turn off Instagram Live. Uh, all right, let's see. Dad jokes. Uh, you know how the hipster burned his tongue? How? Yeah. Uh, he ate the food before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them motherfuckers probably like that with food. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, my wife asked me if I've seen the dog bowl. I said I never knew he could. Oh, man. I think I've said that one. 280 on a Wednesday night. No <laughs> thumbs. <laughs> what do you call a horny square? I don't know. And a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> who's still listening? We got TJ and who else? Expose yourself before I do. <laughs> you, you mean? Not literally. Just tell me who you are. Tammy's still watching. Tammy's still watching. Oh, my God. She's Thank been you, here Tammy. all day. Tammy has been here through the whole episode. I hope that we didn't say anything too belligerent. That's somebody <laughs> I, would, I would hate to upset her. That's like, that'd be like, that's like Jim Mom. I'd be, right. I'd, I'd be so <laughs> upset if she came to me and said she was disappointed. She's like, you said something <laughs> on that podcast. It made you look like a real asshole. And that, yeah, then you just have to make a public statement of like, I right. apologize. I publicly apologize <laughs> to anybody listening. <laughs> there she is, Tammy. I haven't said anything too belligerent, have I? Have I, have I been okay? I feel like I, I just, feel like I just want to know that I haven't said anything too stupid or offended anybody. I feel like the dad jokes have offended everybody. You feel like the dad jokes? Have? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't the dad jokes. I promise. <laughs> uh, do you know why dark is spelled with a K? Why? Because you can't see in the dark. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. I'm going to try and find one she more. She said she loved every minute. Aww, Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I'm so happy I didn't disappoint you in any any kind of way. That's a real concern. I'm not even making a joke about that. <laughs> All right. This is the last one we'll, we'll end with. 
I got into a fight with one, three, five, seven, and nine. The odds were against me. <laughs> all right. That, that's a wrap for today. Yeah, that's the show, y'all. Thank y'all for sticking around and watching. TJ, you're awesome. Tammy, you're awesome. Um, everybody else that checked in, thank you. Um, the Instagram Live thing's fun. We made it to do it more. I need to get a little bit more. Um, no bad comments at all. You're safe. Okay, thank God. <laughs> She could absolutely put me in a headlock and beat me to death. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would be afraid to. I would be afraid to. So I'm happy. All right, cool. That makes me feel better. We need to do Instagram Live more. Um, yeah. When I'm a little bit less of a dumbass, I'll figure out how to invite everybody um, so that maybe we have more spectators and more. You know, next time we do it, we might be able to do it through the laptop and actually feed through the camera. Yeah, I know the Mark that. Bell podcast does that. Yeah, we should do that. Absolutely. We, we, we can try it and see what happens. Yeah. That way they get better audio quality. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be cool. That'd be a lot better for them and probably better for us too. We'll be able to see their comments a little bit better. Yeah, because we could have a phone set up over here to listen to read the comments and stuff. Oh, thanks, man. Awesome. He said he'd catch up on some stuff that he's missed. So. Cool. Thank you. Thank no you. prepping. All right, y'all be good. We're out. Ending the Instagram live, but you didn't. You didn't say bye, y'all. Do we want to post that? That's a long reel. That's that'd be a long ass reel. A long Probably ass not reel. worth. Well, I don't know. I mean, do what you want. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll let us. Would it even let us post something that long? I don't know. Well, we might can. All right. For the rest of you still listening, <laughs> for those on Spotify, it's time. It's time to sign off. <laughs> uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at Coleman underscore Barbell at Nathan Skedios at Sip It and Rip It. Rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcast. Uh, watch us on YouTube, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, send us money if you want to. Um, send us your PR songs. That could be fun. Um, whatever you want to do, send us questions. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Fuck, DM know. us. DM like, us, yep. Leave comments Absolutely. on the YouTube. Um, I do know, and this is something specifically for Spotify users, there have been some people leaving comments on Spotify, and I didn't even know it. Because I didn't know that Spotify had comments. So um, thank you for those, but and we're yeah. sorry we didn't know. Yeah, I, I read I read them. I replied to some. Um, Positive, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, some of them I could not reply to because Spotify is really weird. Um, ah! <laughs> it's okay. I don't even think your, your eye is going to make it in, but I don't think that falling is going to make it in the sound. But um, anyway, uh, so for everyone who, who did comment on spotify thank you sorry it took so long to look at them and reply to them uh didn't know spotify had comments but they you do live and you learn we're and, old so yeah uh i i usually am pretty good with like tech Technology, stuff yeah. but that that was uh that was a miss for me so sorry about that but we i will be checking in every week on spotify um to, to check comments so if you do comment on spotify i will see it and i will uh, at least publish it because you have to publish your comments on spotify Wild. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird stuff. I gotta pee real bad. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>